Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander coming to you as always, looking at a baseball slate here on Wednesday, August the 16th. We're coming off a Tuesday night that was pretty good, definitely better than the night before. Went two and one, up about half a unit on the night. So we remain above positive units for the year here, about up uh, 0.7 units here as we go forward. And we'll try to get climb back way above 500 for you guys as we continue on this week with a pretty fun slate on Wednesday. Uh, just running back through it real quick on Tuesday, did get uh, Zach Wheeler, the dependable, to go over 17 and a half outs and get that six innings pitched. He gave up three walks, which was very characteristic and the first time he's done that in like three months uh, so we did not get the under walks bet that we made but we did get Cleveland and Cincinnati to go under in their game nine and a half runs was way too high it only ended at three nothing Guardians also suggested that you take the Guardians on the money line as slight dogs there and so that one worked out as well so we are 41 and 38 on the season now up 0.69 nice units on the season and we'll move forward here into Wednesday's MLB slate Let's kick things off in Miami. Houston is visiting the Marlins again to wrap up this three-game series. And Houston, uh, I'm taking on the money line here. I like Justin Verlander. He's going on the mound against Jesus Lazardo. And we've got a money line bet here at minus 115 for Houston. You can get that on Caesar Sportsbook. It's pretty much the same on most of the even more popular books, obviously, like, like FanDuel and DraftKings. If you want to take that, I'm putting half a unit on the Astros money line. I'm also taking Verlander to go over 17 and a half outs in this game. That is juiced way down to minus 160, but I still am very confident that he's going to do that. He's gone six innings in his first two starts with Houston. He's also gone six innings in seven of his last 10 starts starts dating back to when he was still pitching pretty poorly, at least for him, against uh, when he was on the Mets before coming over to the Astros where he used to play, as we all know. Uh, and so now that he's been back two games so far, both six innings pitched at least uh, and some decent starts there for him, I think he's definitely back on track to the pitcher that we know him to be. Um, and so I, I think he's a good bet here for the under for to go over 17 and a half outs once again and get six innings pitched under his belt for us. Uh, as far as the Houston money line goes, I'm pretty much fading Jesus Lazardo. I think he's going to be a bit better than he has. He's been really bad as of late. Um, if you go back to his last five starts, he's 0-2. He's only pitched 25 and a third innings in that time frame, meaning he's going five innings a game. Uh, it's not something great for him when he should be able to mow down much, you know, many more batters and get into the seventh inning usually. Um, he's given up 18 earned runs in those last five with 31 hits. Uh, he's still striking guys out. Look, he's got a, a couple games in there. with He's got one game with 13 Ks against Colorado a few games ago, but uh, he's failed to reach the sixth inning in four of the last five. Like I said, the only good game that Lazardo's had in his last five starts came against Colorado, so do with that what you will. Um, one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, but on the season, he's he's definitely below his expected numbers. I mean, he's, got, uh, he's the bottom third in the league in average exit velocity off of the bats that are hitting his balls, hard hit percentage, expected slugging and barrel percentage are all very, very high for him. Uh, worse than a third or two thirds of the league rather um, versus Houston as well. I don't really like his numbers. Uh, he's 0 and one with a 6.06 ERA in that time and a 1.29 whip um, versus Houston so far in his career. Pretty much the same lineup that he's going to face here, even though Alvarez and Kyle Tucker don't necessarily hit Lazardo well. So I was a little bit nervous. I, I wanted to take Lazardo, maybe fade him with under strikeouts, under um, innings pitched as well. 
But I, I just there's the possibility that he does a little bit better than he has in those last five starts. He's uh, he's better on the road as well. And this game uh, is well, this game is in Miami. So uh, either way, I, I'm showing a lot of sort of my, my hesitancy here. I'm being fickle about how I wanted to bet Lazardo. So I'm just staying away from it. I just I have two good bets for a full unit total for Houston to win this game uh, and for Verlander to go six innings. Houston's bats versus lefties uh, in, in August so far. Really, really good. Fifth best. Uh, weighted runs created plus uh, the fifth highest walk percentage and the 11th lowest K percentage. So look, there's some conflicting numbers. It does seem to make sense to fade Lizardo by going under on his individual uh, props in this game. But I think it's a little bit better bet to just assume that Verlander is going to continue to be good against Miami bats that have been very bad versus right-handed pitching in August, specifically eighth worst weighted runs created plus versus righties, uh, 10th worst Woba versus righties and the seventh lowest walk percentage. They're better against lefties. They've got some big righty bats in that lineup now, especially with the two acquisitions that they made at the deadline and Berger uh, and Bell. So I, I think they're some opportunity to continue to fade those bats against Justin Verlander in this situation, ride with the Houston money line and ride with Verlander to go six innings. One more game to take a look at with two bets in this one as well, Toronto and Philly. We're back in Toronto. Philly's struggling. They've lost three in a row. Uh, Toronto now took the first two of the series from them as they play the closer here tonight on Wednesday. Both these bets I'm going with in this game are going to be about the first five innings of the game. So I am taking Toronto's first five money line, meaning they need to be winning at the end of the first uh, five innings of the game. That's at minus 148 with a full unit. And I'm going first five under four and a half runs total in the first five innings, minus 160 on FanDuel. That is half a unit as well there. Um, so 1.5 units total on this Philly and Toronto game. Uh, we, we're talking about Kevin Gosman and Aaron Nola. Um, we're talking about an Aaron Nola that has struggled a bit. We're talking about a Kevin Gosman that had a little bit of a rush path for him, but is still uh, one of the best pitchers in the league and, and a very hefty AL Cy Young candidate as well. So um, I, I'm fading Nola a bit by taking Toronto's first five money line, but I do think that there's some opportunity for him to have a bit better of a game than he has had. However, all that said, Aaron Nola versus this Toronto lineup is not a very favorable matchup against the guys that he has faced so far. He's faced Brandon Belt, Paul DeYoung, Dalton Varsho, and Bo Bichette, who I don't believe is playing in this one still as he nurses an injury. Um, but Brandon Belt is this sort of killer. He was the same way versus Zach Wheeler. He, he had, uh, he's got the most experience on this team, having played most of his career in the NL uh, when he was on the Giants. And, and that's where he faced uh, Nola a couple times and, and Wheeler like last night. Uh, and he is 6-for-13 against Aaron Nola. He's got a homer. He's got a walk, two ribbies. He struck out three times, but that 462 average slugging uh, 769 nice and an OPS of 1269 nice uh, is a really good reason to feel like he could probably continue to have some decent success against the righty on the hill for the fills here. His last three starts for Nola, 4.2 innings pitched, 5.1 innings pitched, 5 innings pitched, 9, 8, 5 hits allowed respectively. Only five walks to 20 Ks, so we know he can still get strikeouts. He's gotten six strikeouts or more in his last three starts despite how bad he's been. Um, but he has given up 11 earned runs in that time, and, and he kind of escaped against the Nationals, only making it five innings versus them and only giving up one run, uh, but gave up those five hits in, that, in the five innings and still managed to stay out of trouble there. Just not really good uh, in terms of expectations moving into this one when you look at like even the one time he's pitched well in the last five starts or so, 
was against the Nats, and it was well enough to just get out of uh, trouble, but it wasn't well enough to, to win or to, to really have a solid start in that sense. So um, I, I think for, for this game, like you, you just really you ride with Kevin Gosman, who's been really, really good, still has his ERA down to 3.04, has had some decent success against these Philly batters as well. Um, so I think there's a pretty good reason to feel like Gosman's going to keep this thing really low. I mean, the Philly bats struggling mightily in this three-game losing streak, just two runs scored, including just the one yesterday uh, against the Blue Jays and failing to score the game before. So there's definitely uh, some value here on Toronto. Even at minus 148, I'll take that juice and go ahead and bet them to win the first five, as well as the under five runs in the first five. And that is all the time that I have for you guys today. I will remind you once again, some really good stuff up right now about with the NFC Futures bets that we made there with Jenna White and then also made a really good pod yesterday with Kareem K. Once again, also had Ray Agronzone on to help me out. Uh, and Kareem gave us some awesome, awesome stuff about the NBA and betting in general and how he started, he does it in a professional manner. It's his business. It's, it's how he makes his money. Uh, and he does a really, really, really good job at that, I assure you. So definitely check that out if you just want some really simple and fun uh, and very helpful betting insights from Kareem K. One thing, for instance, I don't know if you know this, but a magic number in basketball for a spread is four and a half. Uh, it's, it's like kind of like football in that sense where it's much easier to come up with these concrete numbers in football and be like, oh, I want to bet against, uh, I know a total or you know a, a number that means something to me is if a team is favored by three points or six points or seven points, the common scores that and, and dis, uh, differentials, point differentials that you see at the end of football games, he's also got that for basketball. In basketball, that number is four and a half, and it's really interesting to hear him talk about why. So I suggest giving that a listen and continuing to follow along. Maybe give me a little uh, like and subscribe and a follow on the podcast, maybe a rating in there as well. Accept it all from you guys. Appreciate you listening either way. So until I talk to you next, happy betting.